Thank you guys for coming back to another episode. I have back another special guest, my friend Dara. Hi, Dara. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? How has quarantine been treating you? Uh, it's actually it's actually been treating me pretty well. Um, I'm definitely I've definitely been blessed. Uh, things have been busy with work. I've been working on my arts business. Things been busy with that, so definitely grateful for the spot I'm in. So, yeah, doing a lot of self reflection as well. So, of course, it's definitely been it's definitely been an eventful time. So, are you? So, it sounds like you're enjoying quarantine, but are you ready for things to go back to normal, or do you want to stay in the house forever? Hmm. Absolutely not ready to be out here again. Um, do you mean in the context of things actually being safe or going out when thing, the government starts opening things up? Going out once things are open, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, definitely don't feel comfortable <laughs> at all uh, because, you know, things are just opening up for economic reasons rather than actual safety. So, yeah, no. Yeah. So what were your plans for this year before we all got stuck in the house? Did you have like vacations or events or stuff planned? Yeah, uh, definitely a lot of travel. I had a trip planned to Puerto Rico and Thailand. So both of those had to get canceled. Yeah, and I definitely, and I also wanted to do just little weekend trips to just different cities around the U.S., but you know because of quarantine, can't do that. So I think that's the major plan. And I was also studying for a certification as well. Did that and, get canceled, the test? Yeah, mm-hmm. they canceled the test. So it's moved to later in the year. So I had to kind of like shift my study schedule again. Yeah. So restudying for that now. Mm-hmm. So I'd say those, those definitely are the main things. And I definitely plan on going out more and hanging with friends. Most of my friends all moved to the area. So I was definitely going to be out here, but that wasn't, that wasn't the plan. That wasn't God's plan. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so this is just going to be a grime year and that's fine. Yeah. I, I didn't have any big trips planned for this year. Most of, I wanted to go on a trip next year, like the very beginning of next year, because mm-hmm. I turn um, 25 in January. So do you. Yeah. And I wanted to go to Hawaii. And oh, we, see, I was thinking of going somewhere tropical for my 25th too. Yeah, because our birthdays are in the winter. So I mm-hmm. wanted to like go somewhere hot. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it'll really be safe by next January to go. I hope so. But I haven't booked anything yet until yeah. I see what's going on at the end of the year. Um, and I wanted Maybe. to do like, trips Maybe. too. Right. That's how I feel. I like. think there's some potential there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like out of the cards yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what have you like been using your time to do? Yeah. Most of my time is creating art. So mm-hmm. when I'm not working... I'm either working on commissions or I've been more mindful about doing more personal pieces as well because I've definitely pushed that to the side in the past and working on my new website. So that's been taking up the majority of my time. 
and then like for mindfulness exercises i've been trying to do more reading and just literally just sitting and meditating trying to do yoga write down more in my journal um just grow as a person think about things i could have done better or ways i can be better Mm -hmm. so it's it's been it's been good so i feel like with doing all of that it just everything just seems like jam-packed like even though it may not seem like i'm physically busy but like sometimes doing like mindfulness exercises just can be a like a lot <laughs> um, on your mental. So sometimes that just takes a lot of energy, and yeah, but yeah. it's all good. I'm yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah, you're so like well rounded, with being <laughs> like a fully realized person. But so I want to talk to you because I see stuff that you post all the time. I'm a fan of your Instagram. I want to talk about how you've paid off your student loans, correct? I'm in the process. I plan on finishing it this summer. I paid (laughs) off all my, I paid off all my private student loans, which were the worst. Uh, Right now I just have some federal student loans left. Wow. But this, like it is this summer. So that's pretty Mm -hmm. soon. That's amazing. I mean, it pretty much is the summer. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. So in a couple months, I plan on being debt free. Wow. So I want to talk to you about how you did that and about how you're like going after your dream so heavy because, so when did you realize you could start making money off of like doing commissions for people? When did you feel like you were um, strong enough in your craft to start charging people for it? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm trying to think back to my first commission. I believe the first time I made money off of art was back in high school, I believe. I need to think back. I'm not sure exactly what the first piece was. Mm -hmm. I know I was creating just personal pieces and I had made like kind of a bootleg website back in the day. <laughs> and I think my first customer was one of my old coworkers when I worked at an ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And then I got like, you know, a few more from just people I know and from friends and whatnot. And I think that was the first time I really made art, made money off of art. Mm-hmm. And for commissions, um, I think I was always pretty confident in my artistic abilities. So I would definitely say my worth, my, what's the the phrase? I would definitely say that I know more of my worth now, but also I feel like my worth, not like it was, I wasn't worthy then, but it definitely has increased because I've become better and I can make more quality products. But yeah, I was never shy about charging people for (laughs) my art (laughs) because I, you know, I can recognize that it's good. Yeah. But, you know, it's just how would people receive it and is it right for them? And I, you know, it's really important when I do commission pieces, even back then that like, you know, the person likes it, you know? So I try to always keep people involved in the process, like, you know, get their feedback, their opinions, like send them updates. I never want it to be just fully me, even though it is me creating it and me putting kind of like my style on it. I definitely want to make sure that everyone's involved in the process. So they get a piece that, you know, a lasting piece that they love. So 
Uh, yeah, I forgot what the original question was. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you answered it because I think with, I mean, your art is very good. I feel like it's objectively very good. Thank but, you. Yeah. One of them, one of the things, it's back there. Oh, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like some people, if they're doing something creative, that it's not obviously good or bad it's really up to whoever's purchasing it um sometimes you can feel like hesitant about am i good enough to be charging people to do this and if i am like how much do i charge because it's kind of a thing where you mm -hmm. are learning as you work like you get better every single time that you do it yeah so it's good though to hear that you didn't struggle with that mm -hmm. okay, so how did you make the decision that you wanted to pay off your loans so quickly and how did you like develop the plan to do that yeah i knew as soon as i signed up to take those <laughs> loans out that i wanted to get it gone mm -hmm. but uh yeah i would say with my path there definitely again there's definitely a lot of privilege there uh once i graduated i moved back into my parents house so you know it wasn't like a magical Thing that I did I'm just not paying rent so mm -hmm. yeah all that money that would have went towards that went towards paying off my loans mm -hmm. so I would say that's my major thing and then like budgeting like I don't I'm not big on like having a lot of items in general I'm trying to go more in the direction of minimalism in general so I don't really buy a lot of things uh, clothes I do buy I usually thrift or get on sale mm -hmm. uh, with food usually have to go with a strict budget and then just build meals off of that or just work with whatever's in the house. Yeah. Uh, with transportation. I do like a carpool system. Um, mm -hmm. cause I live in Virginia, I work in DC. So I do a carpool system so I don't have to pay to get into work, which is yeah. great. Things may shift because of, I don't everything. know what <laughs> is going to be like. Yeah. I do not know how, I don't know how I'm going to get back into work. Thankfully, I have the ability to telework. Like I say, I like God has blessed me and I recognize this, but actually physically going back into work again, I have no idea how that's going to happen, but it'll work out. It'll work out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in the past I did commute um, through carpool. So that's how I save money on that. And yeah, I've always been a saver. Like I saved 10 K working at an ice cream shop for college. Like, <laughs> How? Me oh my me. god <laughs> <laughs> same things like I didn't pay a bunch for just i didn't pay a lot for clothes didn't really buy a bunch of stuff just kind of so did somebody in the bank. <laughs> did someone teach you like budgeting and saving or was that something you had intrinsically or did you find someone online to follow no it's just it's just something I always did. I don't think I really was educated on financial literacy. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, my parents did say, you know, it's important to save your money, but I, you know, I feel like a lot say that, but actually applying it is something different. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm very goal oriented. So even when I was younger, I was like, okay, I know I want to go to college and I know college is money and I know we don't have that. So I want to do as much as I can to make that happen. So with that goal in mind, years ahead, I started saving. And, you know, now it's like I'm trying to pay off these loans. So 
that I thought there's always there's always some motivating factor to inspire me to keep saving and not spend it. But of course, there are things that I spend. Like I spend probably most of my money on food, which is probably an item. You know, it's not a lasting item. So there's probably wiser ways to spend it. Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. That's amazing. It seems like you're. I don't know if you know who Dave Ramsey is, but you seem to be following his path because getting out of debt is like his thing. That's his. Yeah, my dad actually thing. put me in one of his classes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it was right when I graduated. I forgot what the name of the course was. Financial University? Yes, yes. (laughs) So he put me in that and it was helpful. It was helpful. And sometimes I listen to his podcast and hear people's different stories. So Mm -hmm. yeah, and I've just been taking extra steps to learn more about financial literacy and creating multiple streams of income and, you know, what works best for me. So right now I'm trying to figure out and do the research so then I can start building these things now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully something will flourish as I grow older. But, yeah. So now that you're almost debt free, but pretty like mm-hmm. it's pretty much gone. How, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Like, do you want to move out? Do you want to stay in the DC area? Uh, I'm actually looking at moving to a new city eventually. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, which no. is which is I don't know. I just during just time reflecting during this quarantine season, like I never thought. I know everyone wants to leave, but I was like, I, I mean, I love the area. I don't think I'd ever leave. Like I'm just gonna stay and you know probably get like a spot in Maryland, right by DC, which is still the DMV area. So it's not mm-hmm. like super new to me. And, but I don't know, like after reflecting, I just feel like in my spirit that I'm being led somewhere else. So my first time moving out will probably just be to a new city, uh, get a new apartment, find a new job and, you know. Do you have a city in mind? I'm thinking, I'm thinking either Houston or Dallas, Texas. Those wow. are my top <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. I know, which is a huge shift. (laughs) But those are my top right now. Um, But me and some friends are going to be making some trips to a few different cities that we all have in mind. And I will do some research and make a decision, pray about it, and see where my spirit guides me. But Wow. Yeah. So I think that's, that's next. So after I pay off my debt, I'm going to save up, probably for a new car and then save up for moving expenses and getting an apartment. And then my next major thing is I really want to own a home. I want to own some properties. So Hmm. that'll be the next thing. Yeah, I really want to get out of debt and move out. I want to do both of those things in the next Mm -hmm. year. I'm conflicted on whether I want to move out and buy my own place or move out and just rent a very nice apartment and not have to worry about fixing up a house and all of that. Exactly. So I don't know. And I don't know where I want to go. Like I could just move to Alexandria, Mm -hmm. but part of me just feels like what I want to do is not here. Like there isn't a space for that here. Mm -hmm. And it's so expensive and it's so hard to get on your feet living here. 
Absolutely. That I don't know if it's really worth it. Like maybe I'll come back later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many other things to consider, but um, exactly. And I was thinking that too. Like I figured if I was to stay in this area, I might just go ahead and get a property. And then if I leave, I'll leave and do the running thing and whatnot. But if I go elsewhere, definitely get in an apartment. I'm going to be doing that for some time. Yeah. I decide, but yeah. Yeah. I've heard very good things about Texas. I've never really been I've like had a layover <laughs> but yeah. other than that mm-hmm. yeah I have heard very good things about Houston especially mm-hmm. so that would be something very new uh go through with it that I'd be very proud of myself because that's yeah. something I would have never expected uh just this time it's just really stretched me so I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of things that I probably would have never done or thought of if this time never happened Hmm. yeah so it's not not saying I needed a pandemic because no one needs a pandemic but I more so needed just time to I needed that pause you know Mm -hmm. because life was just so fast so busy I never got a break so I just needed time of rest to really think through and reflect and, um, you know, just pray over things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what was been truly beneficial. So what did the time of rest really make you realize? It definitely made me realize that, sorry. You're fine. I think one <laughs> thing for me, I was like very, I was struggling during the, like we're on week 11 and I didn't realize I'm an, right. <laughs> I'm an introvert. And so at the beginning, I, I thought I would be fine. I didn't realize yeah. I'd still be at home by now, but being here makes me realize I really enjoy having things to do. I like mm-hmm. being booked, having things scheduled and even if it's just like happy hour or brunch or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be super serious, but I like keeping myself busy mm-hmm. and being in the house as much, watching this much TV. I've never watched so much TV <laughs> in my whole life. Um, I don't like it. And the one thing that's really been like saving me is exercising, which is another thing I never ah. happen. Um, that building in that discipline of forcing myself to get up every day and do something has helped me so much. It's been clearing my mind a lot um, and just making me feel happy. That's what this time has really allowed me to do. And to just work on my, um, some of my New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Work on that stuff since I have all the time in the world really to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'd say for me, Um, This time has definitely made me realize that I do want to keep growing with my art. You know, I never really thought of it as a business, you know. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is just something I love doing. And sometimes people buy it and some people want, sometimes people want me to make things custom. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I make things for myself. But I never really thought of it as a business. Right. Even though, you know, 
looking, you know, learning more about entrepreneurship and running a business and owning a business and looking at other businesses, I was like, hmm, you know, this kind of applies. <laughs> right. Know? And I kind of came to that realization. I was like, oh, well, maybe I can do more branding and um, like I said, like make an actual website and, you know, maybe possibly make a YouTube or promote videos. Like, you know, like I feel like you don't always have to monetize your passions, but you know, if you want to, I think you should go for it. And yeah, that's something, that's something big that's come out of this. And I've actually, this is the most business I've ever had. Surprisingly, wow. I never would have thought that it would be during a pandemic. I would have thought, oh, like, who wants to buy art? There's just so much other, not saying, I mean, art is, I feel like art is very important as a designer and artist. But, you know, I also recognize, you know, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like you need to have, you know, your food and your shelter and all of that covered before you go up the, you know, go up on the ladder. So, you know, I didn't, I just didn't expect for, you know, that to happen. And I think it's crazy because, you know, like in some of my, times of reflecting and just asking God for, you know, direction, you know, and just confirming my path. It's crazy that as soon as I kind of had that prayer that all of this business just came out of nowhere, like the yeah. next week, like literally it was from me just watching TV kind of being, you know, just kind of not doing anything, which I, I think is important for people to sometimes just not do anything because I think that's necessary. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after praying a lot for confirmation on going in the right path of being a designer and artist, because, you know, sometimes there are times where you doubt yourself or you, you know, think, think you maybe aren't as good or some, mm -hmm. like sometimes you could be on a high, like, oh yeah, of course, like I'm great, I can do this. And sometimes it's like, that self-doubt is there. So in some of my moments of like strong self-doubt and praying for guidance, like legit, like the next week I received so many confirmations for mm -hmm. continuing in my art and continuing in my design path as well. So, and it's, it's just crazy how these things just continually happen. Like I know this thing started, like my arts thing started when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. So I didn't end up taking an art class till like my junior year of high school because I don't know, people always think I was always art all the time from birth, but that's really not the case. I didn't really do, I didn't even know I was good or anything. Um, but yeah, I took an art class my junior year of high school and it was like an AP art class. And I was like, the people here are just insane. They are so good. I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this is crazy. And I legit was, to the point I, I legit was about to drop out. And I was like, I don't need to take this class. I'm going to just drop this arts class and I'm going to maybe do business or something in college. Because I was figuring out what I want to do in college because I was like a junior. Yeah. I think it was like mid-junior year. But anyways, yeah. So join this art class. I was about to, I was about to quit. And then one of my arts teachers was talking about this this gallery showing and basically like all the high schoolers around the area would submit their work into this gallery showing and I guess whoever won won prize money and then they would be put into this gallery and I think it was in Alexandria mm -hmm. um, it was pretty it was pretty big deal and she was like oh you should submit I only had one piece at the time from working in the class she was like oh you should submit this piece and I was like no like 
this is not, first of all, I thought it was trash. I was like, no, I'm not going to submit this. And I was already planning on dropping the class. I was like, there's just, there's just no time. Like, don't waste your time on me. And she ended up submitting it anyways without me knowing. And then I think it was like a couple weeks later, I ended up getting a call from them. And I was like, you must have a mistake because I never even submitted anything. And they had let me know, like I had won that that contest or whatever, which was, which was insane. It was insane. But that was that a confirmation. amazing. Yeah. It was a confirmation I needed to keep going, you know? So it would, if that never happened, I probably would have never continued in the arts in general, just because of my own self doubt. Mm-hmm. So that's what pushed me to keep going. And there were other times like in college where I was, cause I'm a interior designer at an architecture firm. And there were times where I was like, Oh, like maybe design just, isn't my path like I'm you know may not be good enough or whatnot and literally times where I'm deep like the deepest in my self-doubt there's always there's always a sign that comes after that like I think it was like again my junior year of college when I was in another time of like maybe I should switch and do something else and even though I did enjoy what I did but it was just literally just me just you know me just being too on my head basically yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, when I, again, I just was like looking for purpose and direction. And after, like, I think it was maybe a week or two after me just getting close to switching, I, one of my thesis got accepted to, got accepted to be published. And I got an opportunity to speak in Boston, which was an amazing affirmation to come after that, which helped me to continue working in design. And I also got chosen to help with the Habitat for Humanity design project, Mm -hmm. which is something that I never thought I would actually do, but I loved it. Um, That's amazing. If it wasn't for like these little bits of affirmations, like who knows? I just, just, who knows? Who knows where I'd be? And yeah, and I just feel like during this, this time, I've also received kind of like those similar types of affirmations to keep going. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been receiving that now as well, which is something that I needed, you know? So that's why I'm very thankful for this time because I feel like I'm being, my eyes are opening more to kind of what my path can look like. Even though I may not know a final destination, that's fine. You know, like life's a journey. So I think it's more so just, like how just having faith, having faith in the journey. And even if things switch up or change, like at least I know like, you know, where my core passions are. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I kind of came back to my original passions during this time, which was nice. So Yeah, I I relate to that a lot. I feel like so much of my high school and college experience has been Um, other people really believing in me and seeing something that I didn't always believe in for myself. Um, And then just gaining more skills and more confidence. And I'm still trying to figure out what all of these skills will add up to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I've just always felt like I'm going to do something important. I don't exactly know what it is yet, but Mm -hmm. I, I just don't feel like I was brought here to not help a lot of people and lead a life that inspires and touches a lot of people. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, right? And it's so funny that you say, like, this time has brought you back to your original, um, like, passions. Mm-hmm. It's been the same thing for me. I've always known that I liked writing, and I've tried to interpret what that means my career should be in a mm-hmm. hundred different ways. <laughs> I thought I wanted to be a journalist. I thought I wanted to be a the president, I thought I wanted to be. <laughs> I would have voted. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, and then I realized, oh, I should probably know more about politics to actually. Well, actually, apparently you don't need to know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I, I've i gone all around and I feel like I do want to, I want to publish a book. I want to be a best-selling published author. That. Which is why I read incessantly because mm-hmm. really the best way to be a good writer is to read a lot and to write a lot, which I've been doing a lot more of both. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much I missed like just writing for myself mm-hmm. and for enjoyment. I was always good at writing like research papers and stuff in school, but that's for a grade and it wasn't even always on stuff that I enjoyed or really cared about. Yeah. Um, So it's been fun to write about the books that I read and start writing my own original stuff. I want to start writing um, for some competitions, like some fiction contests and yeah. So it's been cool to kind of refocus and, start working out how I want to move careers. I hope no one from the job listens to this, but (laughs) (laughs) I do kind of want to shift in a different direction. Yeah. And it's been good to have the quiet time to really get the confidence to apply to some things because I really want to move more towards media. And yeah. Oh, that's definitely your thing. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so I want to know, have you always been um, so spiritual and so trusting with God with your journey? Like, what were you like this two years ago? Like when you finished college, what has the change been like? Um, yeah, not even close. <laughs> not even close. Oh, my gosh. Like self-reflection, please. <laughs> None of that. None of that. Like. Like I've no, this is this is definitely a newer realized person. Right. Um, yeah, I would say just the journey of self actualization started my senior year of college, um, mm-hmm. but I think it really started when I first graduated um, to just really figure out just who I was. Like at first, I just I just needed to get to my core. You know, I had to truly establish that foundation or else what will I be doing? You know, I'll just right. be, I'll just be like blown around, like with no direction, no guidance. So yeah, I kind of, I started once I graduated, just really digging into, you know, who am I? What am I about? Like, what do I truly believe in for mm-hmm. myself? You know, um, what are some things that aren't so pleasant about myself that I need to change or work on? Um, yeah. So, and it's, I'm still asking those same questions. You know, I don't, it wasn't just like, boom, that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of, you know, 
up and downs, but I definitely believe I definitely have a solid foundation now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just figuring out that direction. Like you were talking about earlier, embracing the shift. Yeah. And that's something, that's something new that I'm working on. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm very, I can be very, it's, I'm a, I'm a contradiction. I'm like a, I can be very like artsy, hippy dippy ish seeming, but then I can also be like very like structured to the T, like things have to be this way. And mm-hmm. this is my goal. And I wrote down all the 10,000 steps to get to this goal. And <laughs> um, Yeah. So I think embracing the shift is something that I'm working on because mm-hmm. um, things, you know, things don't always go as planned. So with life, I've been learning to just truly, truly embrace that and, you know, follow, follow where I'm going to be led. And I'm just not sure, you know, I don't know exactly what that looks like. Again, this is a journey and I don't know where all the destinations will be, but I think knowing, spending the time to just know, like, who I am, what I'm about, what I'm not about. And that core, getting to that core is the main thing, the main thing that matters. And, you know, everything else will fall into place. Yeah. So, I mean, not saying, not saying things won't be hard and I'm not going to react to, you know, life as it happens, but, you know, that's always going to be, that's always, you know, yeah. I forgot where I was going with that because I lost my train of thought. But um, no, but that's so yeah. important. I think taking the time to realize what's not so great about yourself is important. I think, and sometimes you see it in other people, and you realize, oh, like I do that, and I uh, I don't like when I receive it from somebody else, and it's just how I realized some things like that I needed to stop doing um, and that I felt like I had outgrown. And sometimes you avoid trying to kick a bad habit or Mm -hmm. behave a certain way. And sometimes you just have to go cold turkey and stop doing that. Maybe back off from the people around you who are doing that. Yeah. It's it's hard. And that's what's hard. Like Mm -hmm. outgrowing yourself, like, Sometimes, like, at least through my journey, it kind of, some parts kind of felt like a death a little bit, <laughs> right. you know, because truly parts of me were literally dying. Mm-hmm. Like that person does not exist anymore. And, you know, At even all. though like so maybe certain things about that person, I was like, oh, you know, I liked that, but that wasn't healthy, you know, like, so was, sometimes it was harder to let go of so, some of those parts of myself. You know, it's, it wasn't like, oh, well, that's obviously trash. So just disregard and whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just, it was sometimes harder for me to let go of these things that I've just been holding on to for so long. And yeah, it, but it was a relief. It was a relief once it is past it. And, you know, it was just a continuous thing. It didn't just happen overnight, of course, but. Yeah, and a lot of things to a lot of things to just still learn and grow in. And then like we were talking about earlier, just the purpose of servitude, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely have a purpose of servitude. Like 
I always want to give back in some way. Mm-hmm. And I want to do that with everything that I do, whether mm-hmm. I'm like physically, you know, giving back financially or giving back mentorship or even giving through my art or giving through design. I want to make sure that everything I'm doing is in, is having a positive impact in some way, you know? Um, and I feel like you can you can do that with any discipline. You can do that with finance or business or art or science. There's just so many ways to give back to the world. Right. And I want to make sure that everything I'm doing is giving back in some way. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel more fulfilled when I'm doing things that I feel like are having some kind of impact. And there's different levels of impact, you know, like you could impact the world, girl, like the world, mm-hmm. or you can impact that one person that lives down the street, right. you know, that one conversation you had. So I think that's something I always remind myself when thinking about just impact and purpose that it could, you can fulfill that with like the tiniest thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not even tiny because that thing that you see is tiny can be the mean the world to someone, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always try to remind myself to just keep going because you just never know. Like, with your podcast, I'm sure, I'm sure with all your episodes, someone probably listened to it and they were like, wow, I didn't know that I need to hear that. But I heard that. So I'm going to change this about myself or I'm going to move in this direction. This inspired me to do this. So I feel like platforms like this are so important, you know, because you just, who knows how much of an impact you've already had. Yeah. (laughs) This is just the beginning. Right insane and you can probably just impact yourself looking back to your previous podcast episodes and things you said and seeing how you've grown right but if this is helping nobody else it's helping me a lot yeah every conversation that I have with someone I I always learn something or mm-hmm. discover something I think it's almost like therapy because just like talking yeah. things out or hearing somebody else speak I'm like oh that makes so much sense. Which is good to wow. talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and have I been in my head throughout this whole time? Oh my goodness. Ooh. And me and my Ooh. thoughts, I'm just like, <sighs> yes. Bro. Oh, but one thing you said, I was like, that is exactly what Oprah says. Because, and I love Oprah. I'm a big <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but she, my favorite thing ever, ever, ever she's ever said is, you know, basically about not stressing out about the path that you're on and focusing on making the next right move and not Mm -hmm. all the other right moves you need to make to get where you want to go. And just focus on making the next right move. And if you have a failure um, or something that doesn't happen the way you wanted it to, that's a win. It's all leading to the same thing. And that's what makes me feel better knowing that my purpose and the reason that I'm here and what my ultimate goal will be. I don't think it'll be one thing. I think yeah. change is oh, with something. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that that's already been determined. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that all the decisions I make, all the mistakes I make are all leading up to my purpose makes me feel so much calmer. Um, yeah. It is stressful to not know what it is. I wish, you know, I could know, but yeah. Just knowing that it's going to happen and it's it's all going to the same place makes me feel so much mm-hmm. better. We're and all that's, where we're supposed to be. Exactly. There there are no mistakes, really. Exactly. Yeah. And failure is only a failure if you don't learn from it. I forgot yes. where I read that or heard that somewhere, but that's very true. Mm-hmm. 
But being in your head, oh my goodness. I was just talking to a friend before this and she was asking me, am I a head person or a heart person? And I was like, uh, I'm a heart person in the moment, but I'm a head person at night before I go to sleep and I'm mm-hmm. worrying about everything, everything. And that's been super heavy since I've been at yeah. home. Has it been like that for you? That is a good question. I was literally thinking, am I a head person or a heart person? Hmm. They should do one of them quizzes or tests on that so I can take <laughs> that and decide. Because I, I truly, I truly don't know. That's that's a good question. I'm definitely a very feeling person. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel everything deeply. Mm-hmm. Uh, which can be a good thing and it also sucks. So, <laughs> but you know, like I embrace it. Yeah. Um, just that's where just that's just where boundaries come into play. But yeah, I'm definitely a feeling person. Um, but yeah, I'd say throughout this time, I definitely get very anxious. So that's probably one of my main battles that you know I've been fighting throughout all of this in my life. Um, so yeah, I think with I think yeah, I think that's been probably like my biggest battle amongst all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I guess that's kind of a I don't know, I don't know if that would necessarily be a head thing. I think for I, me, anxiety is my head, not being mm-hmm. able to turn off my thoughts and my overthinking has yeah. Been- yeah it's like sometimes it's like sometimes I feel it though too which Mm -hmm. is probably not healthy and I'm definitely going to be going to therapy soon same Um, I was looking (laughs) right before we all got home I was like I need to find someone yes like I just you know and even if I you know I mean there's always something to go through I feel like you don't have to be going through a major issue in order to go to therapy. Right. Um, that's, that's something I've been wanting to do for a while. But yeah, definitely after this, after this pandemic, that's definitely something that I will be doing. Yes. And so I'm going to start doing the research now and I will be starting therapy soon. Yeah. So, yep. That's another thing that came out of this. <laughs> it just <laughs> confirms right. that I need to stop dilly-dallying and actually go through with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So how has your own personal growth journey affected what kinds of people you keep around you because you're very successful and I feel like that has to be oh thank you (laughs) that has to be reflected in the people that you keep around you oh oh yeah I have a powerhouse group of women around me which includes you (laughs) oh yay thank you it's just oh my gosh yeah like my like my tribe truly like uplifts me, motivates me, educates me, you know, lets me, you know, lets me know what it is and what it ain't. Like they, you know, they'll speak the truth and they'll speak life into me. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I don't know where I'd be without them. Um, What was the question? Sorry, you can cut this. Um, no, you're fine. I, was, I, was, I had more to say. I just forgot. yeah. Just how has your your personal growth journey affected the kinds of people you choose to keep around you? Oh yeah, romantically, friendship wise, family, all of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So 
I do have the, you know, the group of uplifting friends and um, I'm not, I'm currently not, I'm currently not investing energy into anyone romantically at the moment. So, you know, when that, when it comes, it comes, but there are just certain things I just realized to myself that I just personally needed to work on and work through. And I would like to do that before bringing someone into, into this space, you know? Yeah. So being mindful of that, I was like, yeah, it would be unfair for me to bring someone into this right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe, maybe in the future, you know, I'm always, I'm always open, but you know, that's not really the goal right now. And it's great that you realize that because a lot of people, <laughs> I think particularly more men ignore it and mm-hmm. then they are trying to get their significant other to solve their mental problems. And oh, oh yeah. And there's, you know, there's a certain level, there's just a certain level of, you know, attentiveness and presence and I have the capability right now mm-hmm. to give that, you know, I don't want to give someone less of me. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, but who knows, like, you know, things can always start off as friendships and grow. But I, right now, I'm definitely respecting whoever <laughs> mm-hmm. into not, into not um, starting anything right now. So I'm yeah. definitely like, yeah, definitely took a pause on dating and go, of course, well, well, duh, because I can't, I haven't left the house for months. So, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but but um yeah this uh, yeah nothing romantically and family wise you know i'm with family right now so mm-hmm. relationships are good yeah um, we've always been very close um love my family to death uh just like i love my friends to death like anyone close to me like again i'm a feeling person yeah so i truly care about every single person in my life and yeah yeah um and I, I try to, I also try to be, make sure to still try to, because sometimes when I get in my head, I can have a tendency to, I wouldn't say disappear, but, you know, I just kind of just need that time to just mm-hmm. focus on certain things. Um, but usually it's not long, but I usually, yeah. you know, try to still like keep up with like text and calling and checking in because that's, you know, that's really important as well. But also mm-hmm. like taking the time to just breathe and you know take that time alone is important to me as well and luckily everyone in my life understands that so yeah you know no one's no one's tripping at all we all give each other our space and time and don't take anything personally if you know people need time to work on what they work on you know like people you know they know that they can come to me at any point for anything (laughs) for anything and I will do it you know yeah and I know I, the same the same for them. So yeah. Right. I'm so bad at um keeping up with like like keeping in touch with people. Yeah. Especially <laughs> during this time. It's not anything personal against anyone. I mm-hmm. just am so bad at it. And I feel <laughs> bad. And I'm like, you need to call them, but I don't. I'm just like you. <laughs> I'm just like you. <laughs> and I and sometimes it doesn't occur to me that that really matters to some people. Mm-hmm. Me, yeah. I personally like to see people in person more. And mm-hmm. so if that means we go 11 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever weeks without talking, it doesn't 
bother me because I know I'm going to see them eventually, but I, I do need to get better at thinking about how that um, affects other people and makes them feel exactly. about our relationship. So I'm sorry, friends, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> um, but do you have a book recommendation? Because the book you gave last time was so good. Like, Daring Greatly is one of my favorite books now. So. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that book so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. A new book. Did I just, what books did I say last time? Was it just Daring Greatly? It was Daring Greatly and something else. Hold on, I can find it. Gotcha. Uh, well, off the top of my head, um, I just finished reading All About Love by Bell Hooks. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend that book. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything that we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just a great book just talking about how love heals and, um, you know, not every, it's not all romantic. You know, it talks about you know, the healing aspects of love. It talks about friendships. It talks about family dynamics, childhood. Um, And it was just, I think that was just like a really good book. And I don't know, it just brought a little bit of life into me. Mm. I'll check that one out. It definitely was, definitely was a good read. A good read. So I've heard very good things about Bell Hooks. Yeah. So I definitely recommend All About Love. That was a really good book. The other one was Boundaries. Oh, yeah. That's also a fantastic book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also a fantastic book. I'm all about boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you for doing this. We had so much, like, rescheduling. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Life is busy. But thank you so much for doing this. This was a very good conversation. It always is. Um, (laughs) And I hope you're staying safe and healthy and all of that during during this time thank you thank you you as well (laughs) so you said new website is coming soon right yes new website coming soon it's gonna be drawnbydara.com oh my goodness yeah my instagram drawnbydara as well Mm -hmm. and my email drawnbydara at gmail.com so it's easy you know exactly perfect everything (laughs) matches one-stop shop (laughs) that's what i'm working on right now yes well everyone go support dara go follow her on instagram her personal instagram is very aesthetically pleasing as well (laughs) so but yes support her art support her work dara does amazing work she did the artwork for this podcast and she also did a very good um birthday present for one of my friends so (laughs) um thank you dara for being on and i will talk to y'all next week bye bye